This is TF Wire, Transformers Week in Review, Episode 30, recorded March 5th, 2006. Welcome to TF Wire. It's the finger holes, Ultra Magnus. Damn the shed! Is this life-sized human-sized or life-sized optimist-sized? This is Matrix Prime. Power 64. D-Buster Prime. This is Pirated TV Pro, signing out. Hello and welcome to TF Wire. I am your host, Jesse slash Matrix Prime. And on this week's show, I'm joined by Awa 64 and Pirated TV Pro. Let's get this done so I can watch the Oscars. It's time for some gay cowboys. This is... <laughs> This is episode number 30, people. Yay, we finally started the right. show. <laughs> episode 30. Yes. And I've been at, what, well, 15 of them? Yeah, but... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Half isn't bad. Half isn't bad. Okay, so the news, right? The news. I think that's why we're here. Yes. Okay, first story. BotCon 2006 location announced. In a letter sent out to the TF Club members, Brian of Master Collector has revealed the location of the next BotCon. The convention will, the convention will be held in Lexington. Lexington, Kentucky, and will take place between September 28th and October 1st. More information about the convention, as well as brochures, will be released very soon. Second story, the Transformers movie has been officially greenlit. While the movie has been in production, pre-production for many months now, the movie has just been officially greenlit as of March 2nd. And that's all there is to say about that. <laughs> okay, next story. The Beast Machines DVD hits stores, sort of. The Beast Machines, which was released this past Tuesday... But its release has been delayed in some stores, as reported on by our very own Pirated TV Pro. Yay! Some stores, Yay. some stores like Best Buy, won't get the box set until March seventh, which is this upcoming Tuesday. Yes. Next story: Next World's smallest Transformer Dinobot, Grimlock. No, probably Slag. In an ad included with the recently released World's Smallest Transformers Snarl, there's a black cutout of Dinobot Slag. There's no release date at this point, but the price can be expected to be roughly identical to Snarl's. Yes. Next story, Target exclusive figures have been released. The Target NCAP exclusives, which include the Constructicon 2-packs, the Overbite and Repugnance sets, the Cybertron 2-packs, and the Cybertron bonus packs are now appearing all over the country. Each set is retailing for sixteen ninety nine. Get yours today. Yes. IDW releases artwork from Hearts of Steel. Hearts of Steel, part of their evolution book, puts Transformers back in the area of the Industrial Revolution, in what has been typically described as a steampunk style. The artwork, which yes. can be found at IDWpublishing.com, shows off the Seekers, the Insecticons, Astro Train, Shockwave, Megatron, Bumblebee, and last but not least... Optimus Prime. Okay, next story. New G1 bootlegs are appearing on eBay. This new crop of bootlegs includes Rumble and Laserbeak, complete with their chrome weapons and stickers. The catch, however, the figures are made of translucent clear plastic. Next story. Preview pages for the new Art of War comic surface. Devil's Do has released a five-page preview of the upcoming crossover comic which features the Transformers and G.I. Joes. The images can be seen at devilsdo.net. And before we get to the discussion, I've got a question for you, Matrix. Is there a reason you worked it out so that I got all of the stuff about the fiction and you got all but one of the things about uh, the toys? Yes. You seem to like talking about the comics, so I kind of worked it out that way. Really? Hmm. Yes. 
Fair enough. So the biggest thing for me this week was the uh, Hearts of Steel artwork coming oh, out. Yeah, that yes. was awesome. Totally, totally unsus- unexpected. Uh, the uh, the old art by M- McKeever, I believe is his name, wasn't really doing that much for me. We only had that one picture. Um, still don't know what happened to him, right? I mean, I have know. we gotten any word on why he's off the project? Nothing I I have about. no idea. Yeah, but I mean, I think that the uh, Insecta train is going to go down in Transformers history. That was pretty kick-ass, huh? Yeah, I, I I just think that that's it's so I don't know it, it works for me for some reason. Well, um, the whole thing. One of the things I'm, I'm one of the things I'm a little worried about is the uh, all the different alt forms uh, don't make much sense if they're going to be traveling together. Like having both Optimus Prime being a steam engine and having Bumblebee be a steam engine. Like. Are they going to be on the same track next to each other maybe, with no cars behind them? Maybe Bumblebee's taking up the rear. Yes. Well, see, I, what I was hoping is that I figured Optimus Prime would be, you know, a big tank engine, but I was hoping that all the other cars, like, you know, train cars, would be different Transformers. And so, you know, Bumblebee would probably be the caboose, you know, because everyone loves a, a little <laughs> caboose. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I I like the ideas with uh, the Decepticons. They're they're still kind of you know weapons of war, but I'm I'm not quite so sure with the Autobot designs. Even though we've only seen Optimus Prime and and Bumblebee thus far. Well, that so. could still work. I mean, there were trains that had an engine in front and an engine in back, and then had all the cars in the middle. Yeah, so uh, it it could still be going, but I, I really like what they've given us as a taste of it. They released a lot of artwork right at the beginning. The concept um, artwork no is great. It. It's absolutely fantastic looking. That you can tell they put a lot of thought into it. It works really well as far as reimagining of the uh, most popular members of the 1984-1985 cast. And I would not be surprised to see a lasting fan approval of this that would rival the reaction to Don's War Within designs for the Dreamwave stuff. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people are happy with this. It, it, of course, it all depends on you know how it finally looks in the book. But of course, of from course. what we've seen from the from the artwork, it looks really good. So, so, so when is this supposed to be out then? I believe that it is January, February, March, April, May. I think May. May sounds right. Okay. So I could be wrong. I could look it up on IDW, but I'm lazy. So, so I remember uh, last week with uh, talking about the Beast Machines coming out. Did I or did I not say I was worried about on Tuesday being able to walk into a Best Buy and get it? You did say that. And yes. you were like, oh no, don't worry about it. I'm sure it'll be there. Beast Wars was there weeks afterwards. So I, I was awfully mad when I called up uh, Circuit City and Best Buy. They both said that they hadn't. Of course, I hadn't gotten it, so I didn't believe them. So of course, I still went. Uh, <laughs> checked online, of course, that said they didn't have it, but checked it and... Everyone, basically, all the retail chains in the area say that they will be getting it on, on Tuesday. Don't know why. The official release date on all their websites, say, last week. But for some reason, somewhere in the distribution chain, everybody's getting it next week. So hopefully it'll be there. I, uh, after hearing that, decided I wasn't going to pay the fifty nine ninety nine retail price and ordered it from Deep Discount DVD. So. I don't they didn't give you any the same thing. They didn't give you any official explanation why? 
No, absolutely none. In all their computers, it says that it'll be there. Uh, they told me that they that our our local Best Buy, which is a it's a decent sized metropolitan, not metropolitan, but a decent sized area, will have three of them, which kind of surprised me because Beast Wars, we only got uh, one. So I don't know. Hopefully, it'll be able, easier for people to find. So it's a really so good. So what do we set. think of this? So what do we think of this BotCon announcement? <laughs> That's my reaction. It, it's 18 hours for me. Um, it is, however, happening the weekend before my birthday, so I'm, tr- I'm trying to convince the uh, the lady to uh, let me go as a birthday present. Uh, you know, but we'll see how that goes. I mean, Location aside, situation. location's perfect for me. It's less than a... I could watch it, and I could drive there in less time than it would take me to watch the Transformers movie. Yeah, but, I mean, forget about the location. Why is it set so late in the year? Uh, that's my problem. It's set the first week I go back to school. So, it's at the very yeah, end of the first it's a, week. It's a summer convention, right? Yeah, I mean, it should yeah. be. I mean, the majority of the demographic is college age. Maybe a bit past there. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we if we maybe see the uh, date change sometime in the in the future. Because, I mean, it's everyone, whether the they're, you know... This year, but next year, maybe. Oh, I, no, I wouldn't be surprised if it changes for this year. It's it's too late in the year. People who are going to go who are older have kids who are going to be in school and aren't going to be able to come. You know, like you said, their main demographic is college age kids. Probably, uh, if I had to guess, eighteen to twenty five are the people that are going to be going, and they're all going to be, you know, more likely than not dealing with school or dealing with schedules that are in that times time period. They've so. already got the hotel booked and taking reservations. They can't move it now. Yeah, I was just going to bring uh, that up. <laughs> Would you like to bet? Because there's been plenty of times that Megacon in Orlando has changed after being announced, and they've had to change all the the hotel reservations as well. So they ever changed earlier, though? They've been changed seven months beforehand after I already had hotel reservations. So, and this is more than seven months away. I mean, have so. they ever been moved forward instead of back? Uh, I can't recall. So, because as far as that I goes, I mean, surprised. there's no way it's going to be a summer convention this year. Well, I think that it needs to be a summer convention in order for them to be able to make money. It would need to... Well, apparently they did make money last year because they didn't change things around too much, although I'm hoping they will make some changes to try to make more money this year. Although Maybe I can see another way stubborn. they could do it without moving it to the summer. They could try for a December one. Do it as a winter convention. I think they should stick I with would summer. Assume that yeah, I would assume that by winter people mm. already have family plans. True. Summer so. would be the ideal, though. Yeah, it's too late in the year to switch it to being a summer convention, though. Hopefully, yeah. we'll hear at the convention next year that they're, I mean, at the convention this year that they're going to move it for a summer convention. Yeah. Here's to hoping. So uh, the bootlegs; those are actually some some pretty cool looking bootlegs. Yeah, did you I like them? them? I I did like them. I liked them <laughs> a lot. Um. I'm not usually a big fan of, of translucent mm-hmm. plastic, um, but for some reason these remind me of my old uh, tapes, like in the 80s, the cassette yep. tapes that I had, yep. um, were, were awful, an awful lot like these. <laughs> so for some reason they, they strike a chord, a retro chord with me, and they're just really interesting. So I, I might actually consider getting these. So Did you happen to get the, catch the price on them? No, I could look it up real quick, but again, I'm lazy, so... <laughs> I could probably use a rumble as a uh, accessory to go with my reissue sound blaster. I might yeah. pick them up if I see them for cheap. And then the non-news, like you said, uh, Transformers the movie finally greenlit. 
Yes. Not really much we can say about it other than the fact that... Yay, it's we got a rubber button. stamp. <laughs> yeah, well, and that means a lot. It means that they can start getting more money from the studios, and it means a lot of stuff can actually start falling into place that before they were hoping was falling into place, and now it's officially, so it's good to know. Yeah, it's good to know. Not really anything to say about it, though. Other right. than, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yep. discussion topics? Discussion topics. All right, so we've actually got two of them uh, yeah. this week. Two smaller ones, but two that I think that we can talk about. Like yeah. you said, BotCon 2006 is going to be in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, don't know how I feel about it because of the fact that it's in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, in the past, uh, we've had it in Fort Wayne, Dayton, Ohio, uh, Rosemont, Illinois, uh, Rochester, New York, Anaheim, California, Durham, North Carolina... But more likely than not, it's uh, been in the more Midwest. often than not, at least, it's been in Fort Wayne. Um, <laughs> now, I haven't been able to, to go to any of them. Uh, what do you guys think would be the ideal location for a BotCon? Well, as far as North so, America goes, they kind of have got it figured out that the Midwest is relatively central. If you don't want to limit it to just people who are going to be in New York or people who are going to be on the West Coast, you have to choose somewhere central and... Air places like uh, Indiana and Ohio tend to have decent airport access, so you can get people coming in from Michigan. the West Coast and the South. And uh, as far as driving distance goes, it probably is the most central for most of the population centers. Yeah, that, I'm assuming that's kind of what they did, is they looked at the map, said, okay, Kentucky is, you know, decently in the middle of everything, why don't we set it there? Yep. I mean, that's that's the only thing that I could f- figure out why they would set it in Lexington, Kentucky. Maybe they had another really cool uh, field trip they wanted to do, like the mint thing last year. <laughs> what is in Lexington? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Neither do Not I. A lot. I. No clue. I, I wish that they would have gone with something just slightly more southern. Something in, in Tennessee, maybe, or, you know, Nashville, Knoxville, Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> northern Alabama, Chattanooga, Tennessee would have been good. I don't know. It, it just, for some reason. Lexington, Kentucky, just... I know it's close for a lot of you guys. There's there's people that I've been talking to online who are like, yeah, you know, it's an hour and a half. Like uh, like Abba was saying, he can drive to it in like two hours, right? Uh, so, 96 minutes. 96 minutes. So it'll be a little bit more of a drive for me. I, I'm, I think that the Midwest, you're right, is is probably the area that, that they're going to be sticking with. Um, but wasn't there talk last year about them having, like, a BotCon East and a BotCon West? That'd be cool, too, but I hadn't heard anything about that. Because there's plenty of people, I mean, in, you know, Washington, California area that would like to get in on it. And like you said before, that they had had it uh, in Anaheim before. Mm-hmm. So I know that they need to keep it pretty centralized, you know. They don't want to be splitting up the fandom too much. Because then, you know, they're still going to be paying just as much for the centers. So. Yeah, they might Michigan. try to space it out. Michigan. Last year they did it in Texas. This year they're doing it in the Midwest. Maybe next year they'll do it in... In Hawaii. And... Nah, I'm thinking more like maybe Oregon, Washington. And then a oh. uh, year after that, do it in maybe north of the Canadian border over toward the East Coast. All right, so Awa. A city name. What city would you like to have it in where you think it would be prime? Cincinnati. It's got... Cincinnati, <laughs> Ohio? Okay, it's... what about you, Matrix? Wait, let me Come elaborate on, on that. Let me elaborate okay. on that. 
Cincinnati has a, one of the nicest airports in the country. There's exactly okay. a weekend's worth of stuff to do there. So it's basically the amount of time you'd have for a convention plus anything you wanted to do outside the place. Because, to be honest, any more than a weekend you're going to get bored out of your mind, but there's enough stuff to keep you occupied for a weekend. And it is central, like Lexington or Indiana would be, so, yeah. Okay, you hate Matrix, me one city, and the reason why. <laughs> well, the most ideal place, of course, would have to be Detroit, since it's pretty close to me. Right. And then I could actually go. So let, let's think of the, the wider uh, uh, trans fans. Don't just uh, think of yourself. Go a ahead. Pl- a place I would actually like to see it, which I mentioned before the show, is Vegas. I mean, it's, it's known for its conventions. It's got big convention places. It's got all this entertainment afterwards. I think that would be the most ideal place. And yeah, the only right, issue there I, is agree. cost. Yeah. The, you, know, you know how cheap it is to fly to Vegas? You know how cheap it is to rent a convention center in Vegas? <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not paying for the convention center. They'd have to raise the price of admission to afford a convention center in Las Vegas unless they had a larger number of people going than they currently do. So then we'd all have to pay $800 for the toy set? <laughs> Oh, wait, we already... Oh, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, my city was Atlanta, uh, just because it's it's a central hub, um, one of the largest airports in the U.S., um, so, you know, you can usually find a pretty cheap ticket to Atlanta from just about anywhere. That could be cool. Um, also, there's plenty of convention uh, centers there, and they're relatively cheap from dealing with people who uh, who actually you know, work and who organize Dragon Con, which is in Atlanta every year. Um, I know that, that they're very happy with the location that they have and, and the turnout that they have because of the fact that it's such a such an area that a lot of people can get to because it is, like I said, you know, a huge hub. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's really easy to get around town uh, from the airport. And I think that that would be a good idea. I, I, I don't know how well a Lexington, Kentucky... BotCon will do, but I guess we'll see. I'm predicting it'll do okay. Let's hope so. The other uh, discussion topic is what actor, you don't have to say what character he'd play, but just what actor would you really like to see in the Transformers movie? We got news this week that it's been greenlit, which means that they can go ahead and officially cast people. Last week we got word that there's some big name actors, or at least one, who would like to get in on it. Um, I'll go ahead and start. I was watching... Uh, the island today and I thought back to Armageddon which was another big Michael Bay movie both of them have Steve Buscemi in them he plays uh, you know, someone with a sarcastic wit adds some humor but he also somehow because he's kind of nerdy seems to be able to work with tech stuff so I'm thinking maybe him as a mechanic um, and plus he's worked with Michael Bay in the past so that was the first thing that popped into my mind. Uh, on a completely unrelated note, Bruce Willis. Don't know why. Well, he's worked with Michael Bay, why. too. Yeah, yeah, he's worked with Michael Bay before, So, but uh, I think he would be good. So, William How about H. you, Awa? Macy. William H. Macy. Yes, William H. Macy. He hasn't, he hasn't H. been Macy. known for his action movies that much. Mystery Men. <laughs> exactly. He hasn't been known for his action movies very much. Mystery Men is as a great like, movie, and he does I, a really good in, job in it. It might be a great movie, but I doubt that its gross was more than $50 million. <laughs> But I, I, I really like William H. Macy as an actor, and I think he would be great. Um, he has the ability to make even what... something as 
admittedly cheesy as the premise of this movie is going to have to be to get giant robots running around cities in it and manage to still pull off a poignant character moment. What about you, Matrix? Sam Neill. Sam Neill. See, there you go. I definitely think that could work. See? Who's Sam Neill? Sam Neill. He was the (laughs) archaeologist in Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, just so you know, Mystery Men's uh, opening weekend was... uh, a little bit less than $10 million. It's still Total one of gross. my favorite movies of all time. Total gross, $29,762,011. Does that take into account Production, DVD? Uh, no. Production budget was $68 million. <laughs> so, Ow. But it is a great yeah. movie. Um, and so I think... How about John Aston? Sean Aston? He's been having a, a bit of a comeback. How about actors you uh, you wouldn't want to see? Ooh. I know mine would immediately be Mila Jovovich. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. She Lohan's. was great in Fifth Element and has steadily rolled downhill since then. Mm. So Lindsay Lohan or any other Disney or Nickelodeon alumni. Uh, but Lindsay Lohan has been in a movie with a talking car. Or, well, I, I don't know. Her and how well did really that talk. do? <laughs> yeah. So, what about you, Matrix? People you would absolutely hate to see in... Uh, I was going to say um, um, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, I'm, I'm with you there. All right, He's, let's uh, just keep anybody with the last name Farrell out. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that'll do it. I think oh, we've discussed oh, oh, our... Oh, and, and Tom Cruise, no Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, I, I, I'm pretty sure that we're okay there. Yeah. I think the Transformers mythology uh, clashes <laughs> with Scientology. Yeah. So. All right, so listener topics? Let's move on to okay, listener, listener topics. topics. Yeah. Okay, this first question comes from Dan D., would you like to see unused G2 characters, such as the laser rods, laser cycles, etc., show up in the G1 comics from IDW, or do you find them too gimmicky? Uh, I think we've got more than enough stories that we can tell with characters who actually showed up in G1, but the, uh, whatever the hell the name of the thing that uh, Hearts of Steel is going to... Okay, Evolution. Putting the G2 characters in an Evolution series would actually be a pretty cool way to go about things. You could have him in there without having him get drowned out by having Optimus Prime in there or having to make him so godly that they'd be basically Mary Sue characters and still manage to add some cool characters to some highly neglected characters from over the years. For example, I'd love to see Rapido in any real fiction. I don't think you'll ever see them just because they don't sell. The Transformers that are in the comics now, well... You're not seeing them now, but that will be in there eventually. Uh, are the characters that are going to sell a comic through being on the shelf, being on you know the cover? Um, people aren't going to remember the toy characters that were never on a show. They're going to remember the key characters that were on the show who you know had main parts and were able to to do it. I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of the '80s uh, revivals that they've tried to do recently have kind of fallen a little short because they try and revive all the fan favorites and not the the ones that the actual general public remembers. Yeah. So That's why I said not in the main one. Put it in the side story one. Well, I think it's going to be even more important with the side story because you're not going to have a recurring character. You're going to have a mini where they're you know going to want to see Optimus Prime or Bumblebee reimagined in this Evolutions whatever it is. So Yeah, but after doing like a War Within comic and this Hearts of Steel steampunk comic... You could do a one-shot while you're between creative teams of, say, Afterburner blowing up a city or something like that and feeling remorse over whatever you'd want to do with any of those really obscure characters. 
So we don't. If you want to see sales drop, <laughs> like the transitional issues they do. don't tend to have sales drop anyway. One issues, yeah. So I I I don't think that you'll see them anytime soon. I mean, you might see them as cannon fodder at most. I yeah, think I'd be that's happy kind of that. what toy characters end Maybe up. Maybe we being. can get defunct as cannon fodder again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they're used as secondary background characters, that, that's fine. But I, I I don't think they're going to be used as the featured characters in a comic. I don't think yeah, they will I be, agree. but I'd still like them to. Is there like, you go? Okay. So next <laughs> discussion topic. Okay, question number two. This one comes from Wingus. Most overrated slash overhyped toy. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Fort Max. As as much as I love the idea that of a transformer that changes into a stationary city, um, doesn't do anything for me. Never have ever understood why people like him so much, other than the fact that he's a base for transformers. So uh, I'm assuming he was created to to sell toys. Like that's all I can think of. I think it's just the size. Yeah, it was a big thing in the 80s to have a base mm. that all your other toys can go with. You know, G.I. Joe had the mobile command center that was, like, you know, huge. Everyone could jump in it, and I, I'm assuming that's why he was so big in the 80s. But Yeah, he was a, pretty... the precursor to the MicroMaster bases. Yeah, he's a pretty crappy toy. <laughs> he uh, doesn't transform all that creatively. He just kind of stands up, and so... The colors are kind of blah on that figure. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. Blue and white and red. Yeah. Gee, they're going with the, <laughs> that with the fan ex- ex- exclusive. So, I, I mean, I have the Brave Maximus figure, and the figure, like you said, isn't all that great. But I mean, the color scheme's a lot better on it. Yeah. Throw in some black, some uh, highlights and stickers, I guess. What about you, uh, Awa? Most overrated, overhyped toy. Overrated would have to be the G1 Seeker mold toys. They're really crappy toys. The reason everybody remembers them and insists on having everything repainted in all the different colors is because of the cartoon. <laughs> if they were just remembering the toys, they'd say, oh dear god, never repaint a jet mold again. And overhyped, I'd probably have to say Primus. He's, eh, he's okay. Well, you haven't even how much had hype, it in your hands yet. <laughs> considering how exactly. much hype he's been given, I mean, based on what I've seen what I've heard, no matter how cool he is, he can't live up to the hype of how much time we've been after him, considering that Unicron barely lived up to the hype, and that was... Oh, you think Unicron actually did live up to the hype? You guys are going to steal mine here. Oh, okay, go go ahead, sorry. Matrix, Unicron. Yes, Yes, on the overhyped part of this question, I was going to go with Unicron. I mean, it's it's a good figure. It was something we wanted, but did you see all of them that were warming the shelves? Oh, tons and... After 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 seeing the amazing Beast Wars Neo mold, we get yes. like I've said before this ugly play school Daglo orange Tonka thing. I uh, I'm so upset. I can't I can't even begin <laughs> to describe how upset I am. I I don't even own it. I don't own Unicron oh, because so of the fact you, you didn't even like the figure. No, I I I I liked the idea of having Unicron come out. When I heard that they were doing it, I was like, "Oh, Unicron! They're going to use that mold. It'll be amazing. I'll be so happy." And then we get this thing that its head looks slightly too big for its body. It I I don't know. Maybe it was because it was part of Armada, and I uh, can't stand Armada. So <laughs> I just Unicron was actually what brought me back into uh, being interested in Transformers after 
the toys and beast machines kind of drove me away. How how could that? Uh, I mean, nothing against you, <laughs> but I just don't understand how that toy could be the one that you could point out as the one who brought you back. There there are some really well, you know, it brought fun me back because holy Armada. crap, it's Unicron. And then when I actually got it, it was still pretty damn cool. Okay, I'll give you that Unicron. You know, <laughs> I hear the name and I hear toy, and I'm thinking really cool. So and it was but. one of it was like one of the first ones we got that had articulated fingers. I mean, which other ones had it before that? The Optimus Primal. Air Attack Primal. Did he actually yeah. have individual fingers, or did he just have the whole Yeah, he can flick thing? you off. Oh, okay, yep. yeah. Well, there was Air Attack Primal, and then there was Unicron. The fingers was cool on that. The transformation scheme was nifty. I'm glad that they actually managed to get the rings in there. And as far as articulation will... goes, he actually has a very, very good amount of articulation on him. I'll give you that. So, uh, What about Overrated? Now that a toy's out, and what do you think? Uh, that everyone else seems to love for some reason. Are you asking me? Yeah. Okay, Okay. this was actually something that was brought up on the Allspark. What about um, Optimal Optimus? It's most overrated. I mean, uh, everybody, I will... se- everybody seems to like that figure, but I mean, it's not really all that great. Yeah, when I, when I first bought it, I, I really liked the figure, but now that I go back and I look at it... You know, take it out of the box since it's not being displayed. I'm like, how how did I really think this was so cool? His his hands are like c- cupping his cockpit, and supposedly <laughs> he's some sort of tank now. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I can definitely see what you're going with there. The only reason I really bought it was because of the show and how the character came came about. Right. I never actually had one, although I kind of wanted one for a long time, but I'm not yeah, actually I, I all s- that interested in picking one up. I mean, it's kind of at like the bottom of the, my uh, wish list. I'd still like to get the repaint, the, uh, primal the prime. red, white, blue, yeah, Primal Prime. Primal Prime really is one like of that. the few Beast Machines toys that I'm actually interested in getting. I've got it. It looks nice, but, I mean, it's just, like, Optimal Optimus, so... All right. I think that, uh, yes. that does it for the week. All right. No other questions? No other questions, I don't think. I, I uh, I, I really enjoyed the intro from, uh, last week. I'll tell you that. We haven't talked about that, so... Yeah, it turned out pretty well. Damn this shit! <laughs> so, um, but I guess until next week, this is Pirated TV Pro signing out to watch the Oscars. <laughs> this is Cowboys. Zone 64 mm. saying sayonara. This is Matrix Prime out. Gee, Ronald, my new car turns into a robot. Great, let's see. Wow, Grimace, did you know I can turn into a McDonald's? Uh, let me see, let me see. Okay, I'm turning into a McDonald's. <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> When you buy McDonald's Happy Meal, you can become the master changer because you'll get a food toy that changes into an amazing robot. Eight different toys, two each week. You can collect and change all eight new food changeables at McDonald's.